I love how recently when we've been recording, I've been in a bad mood. <laughs> and so like, it's not going to change. I'm not in a bad mood, but it's just, um, so I went in wanting to talk about budgets for my short film and wanting to talk about another short film that I'm helping another person on and like producing and things like that. And when I brought up my short film, we didn't talk about budgets at all. It was basically like, well, do, do does your project need to be this big? Could you do the project in like in 10 minutes instead of in, in 30 pages or with 30 minutes? And I was like, look, I could. But <laughs> so that's what we talked about instead of budgets was about my project and whether it could be made smaller. But. Yeah. Well, that's just what the job of the producer is, though, isn't it? Kind of, but also it's like the producer is like, and he's not my producer. I was just looking for advice on how to get like, because it is a big project. And so I, I'd want a big budget for it. And so I was going to ask him like how to go about getting a bigger budget than what all of our like friends have gotten. Like they, their uh, budgets have been like, I don't know, between 3000 and $5,000, $6,000. And I was like, I want like $20,000. Like I need a big budget. Um. And so then he was just like, well, would that be feasible? Not would that be feasible, but the, the the gist of it was like, you're still a student. You're still learning. Do you want this to be like your big ask of people for money? Like if you're like still learning, like you could wait, do something smaller, then have a more professional like setup or like more experienced setup and then make your big ask everybody for money for that project. Yeah, but I want to do it now. But I want to be good now. <laughs> change so yeah this is a pocket change uh we're in some dire circumstances as you can see i'm trapped inside of a closet um that's not Randy, my laundry room anymore i let him out of anymore. my laundry room <laughs> yeah let me let me out um so we are doing a remote session for a couple pocket changes so that we can get back on our feet and get some time to we're not back on our feet we're on our feet we're just getting we need time to do things and so we're doing shorter episodes and really far away so that is what's happening randy take it away what are we talking about today taylor <laughs> <laughs> um so we're no, talking we're about not... you, uh, you you but you, want... you asked me i you asked but, me so i felt like i had okay. the answer and then you okay. did try to answer um so we're talking about our three favorite pieces that we've seen over the summer so our summer favorites we each made like a short tiny little list and um yeah i mean we you know summer is is typically a time of like for students at least a, a chance to to not be doing stuff all of the time and have we've had a chance to go and i've played more games and she's watched more movies and we found some favorites and we just wanted to talk about them a bit for your typical students you don't uh you take a break and you 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 rest and you do all the good things for your health typical not randy mm-hmm not no. at all. No. I love how that was Sakura's first question to me. He's like, how's your summer going? And I was like, it's been good. It's been productive. It's been busy. And he's like, but do you feel like you've breathed? And I was like, listen here, man. Not in 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> Not ever. Never have I breathed. I've been holding my breath since the moment I was born. <laughs> Anyways, do you want me to go first? For Are we going to go back and forth for favorite things? Or I'm going to go three. You're going to go three. Uh, whatever suits your fancy. Because I'm very excited about my things. Then you do you do all three. We'll do we'll do one person, and then the next person, all three. 
Okay, I'll go in order um, of how I, I watched these things or how I, I, I consumed these things. So the first one is obvious, and we've talked about it in a previous episode, is Midnight Mass. I This is my favorite piece of media ever. Like, ev- like it. Ne- next time somebody asks me my favorite movie, it's Midnight Mass. My favorite musical, it's Midnight Mass. My favorite TV show, it's Midnight Mass. Like, that is my favorite piece of media right now. So much so that, like, I said for the longest time that I really loved Haunting of Hill House which was a miniseries that was also on Netflix directed by the same person, Mike Flanagan. But I'd never watched it again. Like, I loved it, and I was like, it's one of my favorites, but I never... I just started rewatching Midnight Mass, and it's still... It's so great. It's so... The cinematography, the sound design, the story in general about, like, what it means to be a good person and, like, the morality of man and, like, these, these gray areas of humanity... And then throw in like religion on top of that, and how like the church is corrupt and everything. Like it's so, yeah. it's such a good story, so good to the point that I need to get a tattoo of it. And I was talking to a tattoo artist um, like a couple of weeks ago. I'm actually going to get a tattoo about another piece of media that I'm going to talk about. I've actually talked to a tattoo artist, and I will meet with her on the 26th, which is a couple of weeks from now. But I still need to sit down and design uh, something for Midnight Mass because I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Yeah, you were sending me, uh, you're like, I need help. I need to make a tattoo. And I was like, need, need is a strong word, Randy. Need. Because this arm, like, I already have two tattoos on it. And, like, I don't even know if they'll be able to see it in that. Um, And they're based on, like, my favorite pieces of media. And so I need to just fill this arm up with favorite pieces of media. And my thing is, like, I want it to be a simple idea. And so, like, it talks about, like, I could go in, I could, I should have put a a picture of, like, some of the designs that I was working with, but the one that you recommended, um, it was the the two main characters, or two of the main characters sitting in a boat with, like, a fire heart around them, and there's so many layers to that that, like, it's a complicated scene, it's very detailed for what I want, and I like minimalistic tattoos, but in that, it talks about, like, the boat in and of itself represents hope, and, like, the main character is always dreaming about like being on a boat and never seeing the sunrise. And so in that, it's a metaphor for his hope of the future and him never feeling like he can move on from his past. And I love that idea of like, you have to let go of the past to move forward. You have the two characters in the boat and they like throughout the the show, they talk about death and what it means to die. And then that they tie it into religion. And one of them is heavily religious and believes in an afterworld and or an afterlife. Um, and the other doesn't and just believes that we return to dust and that we go back to like the earth or whatever, that that's just how, I mean, we are just decomposition creatures. We're bags of meat. And then the heart around them symbolizes like the love that they have for each other. And that no matter what, no matter what you've gone through in your life, you can always find that person who you can resonate with and relate to and want to like be with. It's it's so good. And that's like basically the whole like, that's not even half of it. That's half the story. I didn't even get into the priest who brings a, freaking demon home with him (laughs) (laughs) and that's and like eternal youth and like eternal life like what there's so many levels to it because like you think i mean in religion and like i was raised catholic and this is based off of like catholicism um in that if you follow all these rules and you do all the right things you'll go to heaven or in heaven you'll have like eternal life and everything of course and that when you get there like you're resurrected your body is resurrected but because of this this monster, this demon, this entity, this angel, he calls it at one point, he brings back with him, he, this thing gives people eternal life, but on earth. And so it's like a warped perception of like 
of the idea of what it means to live forever, like mm-hmm. in the absence of God. It's so good. I'm sorry. Kills. What's the next forever. one? Um, the next one was Owl House. The Owl House. I don't know if it's just Owl House or the Owl House. Mm-hmm. It was made by um, uh, what's Alex Hirsch's wife. Alex yes. Hirsch worked on Gravity Falls, and his wife came out with an animated um series called The Owl House. And I was watching that with my friend Joshi and one of our other friends, and we would have crochet days over the summer. Um, and it was just something we could put on the background. But it is so nice to see, like, in child's media. I know they hate it. I know Disney hates it because I think it was on Disney for a while, or maybe not. Or they, it yeah, was on no, and they, it was, was it? Disney. Yeah, it was Disney. It was on Disney for a long time. And then they started having censorship problems once they started getting to the later stages of the show. Um, and then exactly. I, I think they I think it's still up. I think it's even on Disney Plus, but it's censored or something to that degree. I'm not entirely sure. I think that's where we were watching. It was on Disney Plus. But anyways, it's just so nice to see children's media talk about like heavier topics. Like I love Gravity Falls. I love Steven Universe. And in these having like LGBTQ characters and talking about mental health, talking about those struggles and knowing that it's like a normal part of life. I just and you get the same thing in Owl House and the whole like thing she's the main character the owl witch i don't think that's her name but the main person um i'm so sorry i haven't seen the i haven't finished it yet and i've only watched it once but i'm obsessed with it she has this curse that like turns her into like a monster like every night or like she needs to take her elixir to make sure that she doesn't turn into this monster and so it's like a representation of mental health and that um the beast will sometimes come out and it's okay to like sometimes you need medication or sometimes you need to talk to somebody in order to keep that beast aside or to try and contain it it's i mean again another phenomenal piece of media um the last thing that i was going to talk about my a book that i read so i got all of them i got like a a tv like a, a dramatized tv series i got like a children's animated series and then i got a book um is the langoliers stephen king's the langoliers absolutely obsessed with it this is the one that i'm going to get a tattoo for for and i will put up a little picture of it um here or like i'll give it to taylor or i'll put it up on the instagram um i know i'm giving a taylor so much editing work but that talks about time travel and it's stephen king and it's horror and there's monsters and i feel like i've already taken up all of my time in order to talk about things because i I love midnight mass so much um but yeah it, it talks about like again like the same um ideas of like you have to let the past go in order to get to the future and that you can't stay in the past because there's literally nothing there. Like they, these characters go through a time warp and go like 15 minutes into the past and everything there is absolutely just not decrepit, but our normal like senses, like the, the food that they eat, the smells that they smell, everything that they can see and feel is just dull and old and there's nothing to it. It's because it's the past and you can't live in the past. There's nothing there anymore. Um, and eventually like they get back through time and then they get to see the birth of time. And so it's, I, I just love it. And it's a metaphor for like how you should live your life. Always like looking forward to the future and new things on the horizon. So. Yeah. Those all sound really cool. Honestly, I think, um, I love midnight mess. I think I was, I watched it first and then I told you that you should watch it and you were like, what do you mean? And also I don't have Netflix. Um, and then you, you, did you watch it when you were sick or did you watch it before then? No, I watched it before then. I watched it at the beginning of summer because <laughs> one of our other friends had recommended it to me. So not when you list, when you were telling me to watch it, I was like, nah, it's not good. It can't be that good. And one of our other friends recommended it. I was like, okay, I'll listen to her. I'll watch it now. <laughs> yeah, that about sums up exactly what you think of me. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but it's really good. I'll trust your opinion from now on. It was really thank good. you. 
Thank you. I think I have a good opinion. A lot of people are like, um, surprised, not surprised, but the, I, there was another situation where the other day I was like, Hey, you should come and play this game or Hey, you should come and watch this thing. And then they did it. And they were like, why did I wait so long to do that thing? And I was like, I don't know. It's, it's like someone told you it was good. And then you watched it and it was good. Imagine that. Um, you but, made a bad recommendation. You must have at some point, and everyone just decided, no, we're never listening to Taylor again. Not after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was probably Kingdom Hearts. It was probably someone coming up and me being like, you should play Kingdom Hearts, and then being like, I don't like it, and then me being like, shut up. I will kill you. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, this summer, started. I was bored. I didn't have a whole lot to do, so I got the PlayStation premium account so they've they've updated playstation plus stuff so now there's three tiers there's playstation um plus extra and premium and playstation plus is what it used to be playstation extra is uh the same thing as plus except you get a catalog of about 150 to maybe 200 games that you can download and play um some including a bunch of new titles but also a bunch of old titles um from early ps4 era and PlayStation Premium allows you to uh, stream old PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 games. Um, and I, on that list, found a game called Frostpunk, which is amazing. <laughs> so good. So it's like a city planning game uh, placed in an apocalyptic frostland. Um, and the whole idea is that your, your city is built around this generator and you have to gather resources uh, and govern your city to keep it from, you know, keep your people from dying or to keep your people from kicking you out as the leader or banishing you. Um, and so the whole game, you're you're given choices on what to do. And it feels like every choice has weight to it because uh, whatever law that you impose on your people has consequences in, in later. So say you have extended shifts, right? So you need... Um, you need people working more hours to give, gather more coal so you can keep your people warm during the night. But during that working shift, someone died. And so now you have the option of, well, do I stop using the extended shifts for the rest of the night? Or do I uh, keep going and, you know, screw it? Um, and then maybe someone else will die on there. And so every choice that you're making feels like it's affecting you in, in real time. Um, and so it's really, really fun. And it's incredibly difficult. And I bought the season pass for it because I was so obsessed with it. And it comes with like five, four or five extra um, like storylines-ish uh, that you can play, which expands sort of the lore of the world uh, as well as the, the gameplay mechanics. Um, and actually two of them are so unique that it feels almost like you're playing a different game. Uh, and it's just an expansion upon the, the original game. So uh, Frostpunk kicks absolute ass I, I stayed up to like two in the morning for every day for about like a week and a half because i was just like i would i would come home i would play some video games for a little bit and then i would go and hang out with my family and have dinner and i'd come back and it'd be like from 10 o'clock to 2 30 in the morning i was trying to beat Frostpunk, and so that was my 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 summer at the beginning of the summer um then the 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 next thing I think was a no yes I'm I'm also gonna do it in the order that I saw them so the the next one was a movie uh, I was uh, house sitting basically for 
three or four weeks out of the whole summer, not continuous, but, um, but during one of those weeks, uh, I was bored. And so I was scrolling Netflix and I saw this movie called Don't Look Up, which stars, um, it stars, their names are completely blanking on me. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Jennifer Is Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence? Yes. Uh, and they play two astronomers <laughs> that discover that a, a comet is heading t- directly to Earth and it's going to kill all of, all of life on Earth if they don't stop it. And it's a, a sort of dark comedy about trying to get people to listen to you and believe you. Um, and it talks a lot about like the political like climate of the world. Um, and it makes fun of, you know, how news stations handle news that is is actually relevant versus like social media hype news um and the the difference between trying to you know promote yourself versus saving the world um or maybe important information that needs to get out and so it's hilarious it's so freaking stressful to watch um <laughs> and it's got a killer soundtrack and it's it's i mean it's it's funny, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, they kill it in this role. I mean, they kill it in almost every role that they do, but specifically the, this one, I I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable how impactful, like, their performances are and how much I relate to it. Leo DiCaprio specifically, because his character is super, like, anxious and stressed all the time. Um, and he takes like a bunch of medications to keep himself from freaking out. And there's a couple scenes where his character has a panic attack and the way that they've edited it, um, it's like, if it's, it's accurate and it feels real and it's funny, but like stressful, um, (laughs) not funny, ha ha, funny, like (laughs) I'm going to have a panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, after I watched the movie, I had to take like an hour and like calm myself down. Cause I was just like, <sighs> cause it was so freaking stressful. Um, but it's a beautiful movie and it's, it's, I mean, I recommend everyone go watch it. Of course it's a net, it's a Netflix exclusive again. Um, cause everything seems to be exclusive to some streaming service or another, but watch it. Um, and then the last thing that I did or that I consumed this summer was, Extremely recent. Did <laughs> you just bite? Okay. Yeah, Invisible you hamburger. Consume is- <laughs> um, was the game Disco Elysium. So this was actually oh. recommended to me by uh, Britley. And we had an episode with her that got lost in the files. Um, I don't think we ever told her that we lost those episodes. And so I don't. We, we somebody should tell her that. It's not we that we should definitely tell her. We just lost it. <laughs> yeah, um, we should have her back because oh I think we could do God. a good episode. I have so many notifications, and so I love in this screen recording. You're just gonna see everyone texting me. Yeah, it's anyway. shit. It's violently shaking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> but uh, yes. Yeah, so Disco Elysium is. I mean, I I got to do another episode on this, but I'll kind of just go over it briefly. Uh, it's a murder mystery game where you play a disgraced detective that has drunk himself to amnesia. Um, 
And so as you explore the world and you sort of figure out, you know, who you are and what's going on, um, you, I mean, you're tasked to solve a murder, but you can be as batshit crazy as you want, or you can go down the straight hardline detective mode, be like a beat cop. Um, it's the, the opportunities of how to play the game are endless. And it, every character feels like they're real. Um, I played the final cut, which has full voice acting. Um, if you play the, the original game, I believe just sort of had, you know, like intro lines. Um, but this, I mean, it enhanced the story by tenfold to have these people and they're talking to you and the music while it's playing is this like ambient music and every area has its own section of music and, and every person has an answer and everybody has a quest and everybody has something for you to do and every nook and cranny is filled to the brim with interesting things to just interact with like there's a blank wall and so one of the quests is to come up with something to put on the blank wall and so you have to level up your skills to be able to conceptualize something to put on a completely blank wall and there are, so so one of the things that it has it has like a dice roll system where you have to do like a skill check like in D and D, um, and the higher that your skill is, the easier the roll is like in typical dice rolling stuff. But uh, one of the things that you can do is if maybe you fail a check, there are certain there might be certain characters or certain things that you can interact with that'll increase your odds in the in the next time you roll for that 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 check. Um, and so it's just super intricate. It's super well balanced, and it's the it left me wanting so much more. Like it doesn't end abruptly, but once you you know solve the case, um, and then you're you're faced with sort of the realities of what you've done and the things that you've done along the way. There's this huge section where you know, some of the characters are talking to you and they sort of list off every single thing that you've done. And it's, 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 it's tailored to you. It's not just like a generic statement. Every single thing that you've done has been calculated and logged and then used in some form or fashion later down the line. And it's just brilliant, brilliant game design. And I want to play it again, but it's a mystery game. So it's like a weird kind of like, well, now I, I know the answer to this thing. It would be more of just how do I get there in a more interesting way. Um, but yeah, Disco Elysium, the final cut. Primo. It was a beautiful game. Beautiful game. That's so interesting. When we said we were going to do favorite like pieces of media, that I, I just thought that I wasn't going to know any of yours, but you've literally talked about all of those to me. And I was like, oh, so those are actually like your favorite like pieces of media. Like, it was, it's weird to be like, oh, yeah. Those are the things that you like this summer. Yeah, because I don't, I don't just, we don't just not talk to each other. We talk to each other outside the podcast and sometimes about cool things. Sometimes we talk to each other outside the podcast. There was a while there where we did not. Yeah, we were so busy all the time. Yeah. It was rough, <clears throat> but now we're able to talk to each other all the time. And perhaps too Especially much to Randy's since liking. I've been sick. Since Randy's been sick, Taylor finds it appropriate to call me all of the time to annoy me. So, yeah, it's good shit. It's really fun. So, thank you guys so much for joining us on this pocket change adventure. Hopefully, we made your lives just a little bit richer. Uh, and we will see you guys in the next one. Bye.